0: Welcome to the Derm Podcast. I'm Dr. Rajani Kata, and I'm here with my dear friend and colleague, Dr. Tommy Lee Wall. We're both board-certified dermatologists, and in this podcast, we bring you the expert scoop on glowing skin with food, skincare, lifestyle, and non-invasive procedures. Before we get started, I wanted to go over two things. The first is about an herb that I really like, and the second is a short disclaimer. I love growing mint, and I love adding it to all sorts of things, such as salads and teas. But there's a really interesting compound in peppermint, and this compound is called apigenin. One of the reasons I find Apigenin so fascinating is because in laboratory and animal studies, they've examined what happens after exposure to UV radiation. Well, if you add Apigenin, that compound is actually able to activate DNA repair systems and reduce inflammation after that exposure to UV radiation. So it appears to provide a level of protection. So just another reason to keep adding peppermint to your food or to your salads. I wanted to include a short disclaimer now. This podcast is meant for entertainment purposes only. The information presented does not serve as medical advice and in no way substitutes for professional care by healthcare provider for any medical concerns please contact your physician Have you seen any of these ads that are popping up for skin supplements? They are all over social media. And there has been a really strong interest in recent years in this whole concept of beauty from the inside out. And I've been talking about on my website for a long time the concept of treating your skin right inside and out. So we know that what you eat does have effects on your skin. And in this episode, I really wanted to focus in on functional foods. So the concept of supplements, that's a topic for another day, and I've actually written multiple articles on those. But in this episode, I really wanted to focus in on functional foods. So these are foods that you can eat that have special benefits for your health. And in this episode, specifically focusing on skin health. I've been fascinated by this topic for years, and I think there are lots of really interesting research studies that we can turn to, to help guide us a little bit more. There was one great study that came out a few years ago that looked at elderly individuals in the Netherlands. The researchers in this study used digital photography to try to quantify how many wrinkles these individuals had. And then they asked them to complete questionnaires discussing the kinds of foods that they ate. And what they found was that closer adherence to healthy eating guidelines meant that these individuals had fewer wrinkles. And conversely, women who had more wrinkles reported eating foods that were more predominantly centered around snacks and red meat. So it was really interesting because it gave us this sort of long range view of how what you ate could affect how your skin aged. Now, there are many more research studies that have looked at specific foods and how they relate to skin health. And I talk a lot about this in several different articles that I've published. And if you go to my website, which is katamd.com, K-A-T-T-A-M-D.com, I have links there to several publications that have been published in medical journals. So one of those is called the Anti-Wrinkle Diet. Another one is called Diet and Skin Barrier. And of course, my latest book talks all about specific foods that have been linked to healthier skin, and that book is GLOW, The Dermatologist's Guide to a Whole Foods Healthy Skin Diet. And I have an excerpt of that book on my website as well. So in this episode, I just wanted to delve a little bit deeper into some of those specific foods. And when you think specifically about some of the features of aging skin, we can think about how do you protect your skin from the damaging effects of UV radiation? I also think about, well, are there any foods that have been linked to fewer fine lines and wrinkles? Any foods that have been linked to better elasticity? What about if you have increased in sensitive skin as you get older, are there any foods that might be beneficial? Of course, texture changes and rough dry skin go along with that as well. I also am really interested in the concept of radiance. So, are there any foods that can help give you a healthy glow? And then, of course, really interested in how we can protect our collagen. We know that collagen damage can start to cause sagging and wrinkling and loss of elasticity in the skin. And so, is there any way to protect the collagen fibers and the elastic fibers that make up your skin? So, I think it's really fascinating that if you look at all of these different features of aging skin, that there are actually foods that can help target each of these features. So I'm just gonna start with one of those first ones. So if you are going out into the sun and you're using sun protection, but you know, even with the best sun protection, that some of that UV radiation might still make its way through, are there any foods that can help provide that extra protection from UV radiation? Well, interestingly, there have been some really fascinating studies on this. So in one of these studies, they had human volunteers eat tomato paste every day for 10 weeks. The volunteers ate about two tablespoons, a little bit more than that, every single day for 10 weeks. And what they did was that they measured how quickly they had a sunburn reaction when exposed to UV radiation at the start of the study and then at the end after they had had those 10 weeks of tomato paste. What they found is that by the end of the study, that group that consumed the potato paste had a decrease in redness by 40%. So really interesting that just having that extra tomato paste on board helped protect these volunteers from some of that UV radiation. Some other really interesting studies. Well, there was one study that was a mouse study And these mice were given black tea or green tea to drink every single day. And then they had seven months of exposure to UVB radiation. Now this is the kind of UV radiation that can increase your risk of skin skin cancer. And in this study, the mice did develop skin cancer. But the mice that drank black tea and green tea every day had fewer skin cancers and smaller skin cancers than the other group. So in this study, they found that both black tea and green tea seem to protect against the development of skin cancer following that really intense UV radiation. So really interesting, because we know that black tea and green tea is full of really beneficial phytonutrients. Now, phytonutrients are those compounds in foods that have beneficial effects that are not specific vitamins and are not specific minerals. And so we know that tea, for example, has different Catechins is one type of phytonutrient. So beneficial effect there. And then there was another study that I really thought was interesting. And this was a study where they had human volunteers consume cocoa powder every single day. Now the cocoa powder was high in a particular group of phytonutrients called flavanols. And after 12 weeks, the group that consumed a c- cocoa powder that was really high in these flavanols found that they had a decrease in redness following that UV exposure by 25%. So again, another type of food that seemed to provide a little extra protection from any of that UV radiation that still makes it through, even if you're using that sun block and sun protection. They've had multiple other studies looking at this. Um, Another study in human volunteers found that pomegranate extract was beneficial. And another study found benefits with rosemary extract. So I think there's a lot of really interesting research coming down the pipeline. And certainly a lot that's already been published, especially from animal and laboratory studies that can help guide us in terms of foods that would be helpful to add to our daily intake. I also wanted to highlight another study that looked specifically at fine lines and wrinkles. And this was a study that found that human volunteers, again, who ate two ounces of almonds every day for four months, actually had a decrease in the width and severity of their wrinkles. Now, these benefits weren't hugely dramatic, but by using specialized technology, they were able to show a difference. Along the same lines, another outcome that has been measured is elasticity. Elasticity is a really important skin outcome because it just measures how well your skin can bounce back after you pull it up. And if you lose elasticity, you start to get sagging of your skin. In one study, they looked at older individuals and they measured their elasticity. And they found that these individuals who reported a higher intake of monounsaturated fatty acids throughout their lifetime, displayed improved elasticity. Now, monounsaturated fatty acids are found in lots of different foods. I think one of the ones that a lot of us think of is extra virgin olive oil. So that's an example of a food that's a good one to add to your diet as long as it's in the right amount. You never want to overdo it on any of these foods because we know that you've got to get that right dose. Too much of a good thing in some cases can be a bad thing. So it's important to remember that. I'm also really interested in radiance, sort of that natural glow that some individuals have and maintain as they get older. In one study of volunteers, they found that those who reported increased carotenoids in their diet had more of a healthy glow. Carotenoids are another type of phytonutrient, and they include specific types of carotenoids, such as Beta carotene or lycopene. When I'm thinking about foods that are high in beta carotene, I'm thinking about foods like carrots, apricots, butternut squash, all foods that are now linked in my mind to that healthy glow. There was a nutty study showing that foods rich in polyphenols could increase blood flow to the skin and when i think about polyphenols those are another type of phytonutrient i think about foods like grapes and berries and black beans so i'm sure you're seeing a trend here a lot of fruits and vegetables and healthy fats sort of foods that are linked to a healthy diet overall are going to be linked to healthy skin as well I also get a lot of questions about texture changes as people get older. We know that as we get older, our skin texture changes, and it becomes more dry and rough. And some people also develop more sensitive skin as well as they get older. One of the foods that's been linked to an improvement in rough, dry skin is flaxseed oil. So I think there's a lot to be said for making sure that we have healthy fats in our diet because it can help improve some of that rough, dry skin that we experience. And I talk a lot about that in my article, Diet and Skin Barrier. Now, I wanna talk for a moment about the skin barrier because it's so important to healthy skin aging. The skin barrier is what keeps the bad things out and helps keep moisture locked into the skin to help protect us. And one interesting line of research is that people who have a healthy gut microbiome actually seem to have an improvement in their skin barrier and it's it's a little bit of a leap to think about how closely the gut and the skin are connected but we know that there are a lot of microbes that live inside our gastrointestinal tract and these microbes take the fiber that you eat and they turn it into special compounds called short chain fatty acids and those compounds help strengthen the lining of the gut and they also help strengthen our skin barrier so anything that you can eat that can help the health of those gut microbes can actually help them strengthen the skin barrier. So it's a really interesting line of research, but it has been shown in multiple studies that people with a healthier gut microbiome seem to have an improvement in sensitive skin. So that begs the question, how do you feed your gut microbes? Well, the first thing is you've got to give them lots of prebiotic foods. So these are the foods that are naturally rich in fiber. And when I think about prebiotics, I think about some of the really, um, some of the really well-known foods. And that includes things like oats, And it also includes vegetables like onions, and it also includes some of those vegetables that are high in fiber, especially lentils and beans. So those microbes really thrive on those high fiber foods. I think of them as fertilizer for those good microbes. So we have to think about those really um, powerful prebiotic foods. At the same time, there's some research suggesting that probiotic foods can also be helpful. Probiotic foods are those foods that have live active cultures. And this is where you start to think about your yogurt, your sauerkraut, your miso, your kimchi, some of your vinegars. So all foods that contain live active cultures of microbes that actually may have beneficial effects on the skin. Now, I've also gotten questions about how to protect your collagen as your age. So again, we know that collagen is what, it's such an important protein because that's the protein that forms the scaffolding for our skin. It's what keeps our skin really um, really healthy and keeps it holding its, um, its shape really well. And one of the best ways to protect your collagen is to avoid foods that increase blood sugar levels. So we know that, you know, things like processed carbohydrates and foods that are high in added sugars can start to cause collagen damage. So that's one of the big ones. The other set of foods that's really bad for your collagen is uh, processed meats or meats that are cooked at high heat, dry heat. So one of the Uh, You know, one of the worst foods for your skin is bacon because it really has been linked to compounds that start to cause collagen damage. At the same time, you've also got to think about foods like that broiled hamburger patty. That's also been shown to be linked to collagen damage. Of course, everything in moderation is fine, but you have to think about these long-term effects. On the flip side, those foods that are naturally high in fiber can help keep your blood sugar levels stable and can help protect your collagen. There are also enzymes in the body that I call scissor enzymes. And these are called collagenase and elastase. And what these scissor enzymes do is they start to snip away at the collagen and elastic fibers that are holding up our skin. So any foods that can block the action of these enzymes is something that can help protect your collagen. So in animal and laboratory studies, we've identified compounds that can help protect your skin from these compounds. And these are found in foods like cilantro and parsley and basil. So a wonderful reason to eat more herbs and spices. Foods that have been shown to block elastase include white tea, ginger, pomegranate. So again, more foods to add to our diet. And I've also thought deeply about that question of, okay, well, if we know these functional foods are so helpful, how can we incorporate that into our life? How can we incorporate that into our meals? And I always say that there's no single superfood that you should be eating to the exclusion of all else. It's really a concept that you need to find ways to add small doses of these foods throughout your day. So is there any way that you can add some of these foods to every meal, to every snack, to every beverage? And, um, and that's why I think so much about recipes or meal choices that can help you just incorporate these foods. So one of my favorite snacks is roasted cauliflower with romesco sauce. And cauliflower is one of those nutritional powerhouses that is a great prebiotic, lots of fiber, and it also has a lot of those phytonutrients. And romesco sauce is a traditional sauce from Spain that uses tomato paste. It uses red pepper, which is full of carotenoids. It uses olive oil, which has that wonderful monounsaturated fatty acids. It uses paprika which is a really concentrated source of antioxidants. And it uses almonds, which is a great source of healthy fats. So that's one of those snacks that incorporates multiple functional foods and multiple of these great skin-saving nutrients. So I talk a lot about skin-saving foods and skin-saving snacks and skin-saving suppers, but just that concept of how can we incorporate these foods throughout our day to help protect, and prom- help protect our skin and promote our skin health. So that's it for today's episode. If you're interested in learning more, I'll send you back to that website again. That's katamd.com, where I have links to the medical journal articles that I mentioned, and also links to the anti-wrinkle diet and more about skin-saving foods. So, thank you so much for listening. I hope you have a wonderful week. I'm Dr. Rajani Kata here on the Derm Podcast.